This is Knowledge in 5 from the Knowledge at Wharton Sirius XM radio show, hosted by Dan Loney. Well, we've talked on this show at various times about the types of sustainability efforts that are ongoing within companies across the United States. One area we haven't discussed is the United States Golf Association, but there are many elements that golf courses across the U.S. are implementing. Dr. Rand Jarris is a senior managing director of public services with the USGA, and he joins us on the phone right now. The main concept is to try and help to find ways to make these golf courses self-sustainable. Yeah, that's, that's correct. The industry conversation has been dominated by a single topic, which is how do we get more golfers into the game? Sure. Uh, it's a, a, a real growth initiative that the industry has supported. We started to really probe and, and poke a little bit at, at, that, at that concept and said, look, if we have 25 million golfers in America today, if we could grow that number for, to, to 30 or 35 or 40 million golfers at some day, would we truly have a sustainable ecosystem? And we started to realize that the, the bigger challenges to golf could actually be on the side of the, of the facilities. It opened up a whole new set of questions and, and ways for us to explore uh, the role and the contributions that we can make to the game. How much of a challenge is the cost aspect uh, of golf courses these days, even with the variety of technologies that may have been added? And I say this in part because California has been in a drought for the last, you know, five, six years. Yeah, that, uh, that's absolutely correct. And uh, it is the water issue that will present the biggest challenges for golf. On a, on a national average, uh, water costs for golf courses are riding, rising at a rate of about 11% per year. Mm. Our average golf facility is spending somewhere in the neighborhood of $600,000 a year on its course maintenance budget, uh, including its water bill. But there are now golf courses in California that are spending more than $2 million on water alone. Mm. And it's hard to have to, to develop an economic model in which $2 million on water uh, leads you to a, a financially sustainable outcome for that, for that facility. So what are some of the ways, though, that, that golf courses are trying to kind of uh, amend this to, to make uh, their operations more, more feasible? So the single most important uh, solution that a golf course can and should explore is understanding whether it is uh, maintaining and irrigating the proper amount of acres. And you say, well, you know, a golf course is a golf course. They, you know, it needs to be green from, from wall to wall. And uh, we think differently. We think that uh, if you truly study uh, the patterns of use on a golf course, that you can find considerable acres uh, that simply can uh, you can take out of maintenance and irrigation to try to save water. So uh, we've recently started a new uh, research project where we're putting GPS positioning devices in the pockets of every golfer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, over the course of a day, over the course of a week, you can lay these player tracks down, and you will start to see areas that we are currently irrigating, mowing, maintaining, uh, that golfers are rarely, seldom using, and in some cases not using at all. You talk to the local superintendent, you talk to the professional, uh, their first instinct, their first reaction will be to say, hey, you don't don't know my golfers, (laughs) you don't know where they're capable of hitting the golf ball. Well, this is actual factual data now that shows them, look, you are maintaining, and, and it can be five acres, 10 acres, 20 acres on a facility, that you simply don't need to be irrigating. With some of these changes, part of it is also the types of grass, I would think, that that you have on these golf courses as well, ones that maybe don't need to be cut as frequently, kind of like what you were saying with some of the areas that maybe aren't used as much on golf courses. 
Yep, there's a couple other solutions that we can, can, can approach. And one of them is new strains of turf grass. I think one of the most exciting research projects that's going on uh, right now is looking at species of buffalo grass, which are common in the uh, Rocky Mountains in the West and the Midwest. Uh, there are buffalo grasses that uh, literally need to be mown twice a year and can survive being irrigated twice a year. Uh, we have to look uh, holistically at the system, understand that a golf course does not simply exist in, in isolation, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it will impact uh, its neighbors uh, in the community that surrounds it. So we need to understand, you know, as we do that, are we going to have, is that going to cause detrimental impact downstream uh, on some other water use uh, uh, water user? And I think, you know, for the first time, uh, uh, we are arguing uh, and hoping for this, again, much more holistic uh, understanding of the interplay between golf course and community, uh, which truly is what sustainability is about. For more information about Knowledge at Wharton, go to knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.